Right, so here we are at our next episode of Louis Fisher. It's also going to be one before a big break. Because you see, it's if you're looking at the number episode this is you'll find out that yes it's episode 30 30 that's right and i thought that would be a good place to stop this season before the before the school time so there'll be a, a few one or two weeks break but but then then it will come out every every Sunday. Um, it will come out every Sunday. Um, so so you can listen to it every week, not daily like we we're used to doing. I'm going to try and make it even better and plan out my scripts even more and it also some more exciting news well once I've done a bit more of Hamish and the gravity burp we've got Ham- I ha- now have Hamish and the never people which you're probably going to like too So, keep listening, so start listening every Sunday to find out more about this routine. The things, my episodes will start getting marked season two as it'll be season two. So, what... We're going to do now is find out some cool things that will make things easy. Well, here's here's a good one: get an elastic band and twist and twist it in the middle so it has an X in the middle. Then put one one circle on a doorknob and then put. The other one on the other side, and then it will the cross in the middle will hold will hold the clicky thing in, and you can open your door smooth, open and close it smoothly. Because listen to our door, that's loud. Well, it will stop that from making any noises like that if you use that technique. Also, we've, so, so it will stop it from making that a really annoying click sound, click, 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 like I just demonstrated. There's also... So, one, so you can get your phone and start playing music on and then, if you get, and then, and then, if you stop the music, get a toilet roll tube, and cut out a slit as big as your phone. Air, 
then you cut out then you get two paper cups cut out circles as big as the ends of the to toilet tubes put one on each end then when you put turn the music back on on your phone and listen to it you'll notice yeah, so listen to the volume. Now when you put it in, it gets amplified by a tiny bit. You can also do this on more surfaces like wood and baths. It's very cool. It makes it go a tiny bit louder, which is very, very cool. Now, two, those were two things that will make things easier and better so now we've got here how did the 10 pence get there oh. why don't we flip it let's decide what's gonna be next yes that's a very good idea Lou. is it going to be a Louis town adventure is it going to be Hamish and the Gravity Burp? Let's see. So, I've got it ready and... Let's see. Wait, did we give them the ones? No. Now, let's, we'll have to start again. So, Beano? No, no. Um, I mean... Where did that come from? It must be because they're on well, Louis Town Adventures for Tales and um, Hamish and the Gravity Burp for Heads. Let's flip it and wait, that wasn't very good. Let's flip it and it's landed on Heads. Which was Hamish and the Gravity Book. I'll just go and get it now. And here we have it. And here we are. And then, as quickly as it had begun, silence. Sunshine. Calm. Do you remember? There was seeds raining everywhere. I'll keep going. Clover carefully lowered the little pink umbrella and the kids peeked out around it. Everywhere was covered in a five centimetre layer of little black seeds. It was like snowfall, a really rubbish, crunchy black snowfall. But what do you think they are? said Hamish, kicking his feet, hearing seeds crunch and crackle underfoot. He dreamt one in once, and that's interesting, magazine, about strange things happening. Maybe it was to do with whirlwinds, they said, or maybe tornadoes. The article said that sometimes, in a small place called Horundas, it actually rains small, silvery, slithery fish. We'd also read that in Seabry, or whatever it's called, 
Um, once a year, it rains frogs. And apparently, if a tornado goes over a lake, it can suck up with everything inside, carry it through the air for miles and miles until it loses the air power and drops wherever it was carrying. But Hamish had never heard of it raining seed before, and it had certainly never happened in Starkey before. Slowly around town, doors opened again, people appeared out of the cars, windows were pulled up and faces popped out. The grown-ups that had stayed in school, the school hall began to creep out again to find that ski seeds now carpeted the, t- the town. Filled every gutter, every brim of every hat, there were seeds in every nook and cranny of every nook and cranny. Hate. I think I know what this might be, said Hamish's dad, holding, holding one in his family's hand and suddenly and very seriously. And then from behind him, it was Gulhinder. She may have run off, but she hadn't made it back to school in time. Her neck cone had filled right up with seeds that completely covered her mouth. All you could see were two large and panicked eyes. Her plump little arms couldn't reach up to get rid of the seeds. She spun round, pirating arms, pirating arms flailing wildly, trying to dislodge them and shout, Shout, shout mumbling all, all the while. Ghoul Hinder had seeds in her hair and seeds in her ear. Seeds in the... By the way, she had a... She had a not inconsiderable number of seeds in her pants, too. Ghoul Hinder had seeds in her hair and seeds... Oh, and... And... Oh, finally, she... Went straight forward and all the seeds poured straight out of the cone. She said and then spat a great gob full of seeds all over poor Buster. That is it, she said fiercely. That was the last straw. And if she'd been taking this seed job very personally, this very self-centred woman swept out her clipboard shook all the seeds out of it and found a pen. I am writing a official report, she read, babes pointing at it with anyone you saw, she saw. You all ruled the day. You messed with Gulhinder swag. The people of Starkley looked rather upset the idea of an official report on them, but he bothered Hamish's dad. But but if he was bothered, Hamish's dad didn't show it. Hamish knew the dark look on his dad's face that meant that now they had bigger problems to deal with. Ooh! Very interesting.
Right, so I'm coming to you from Lower Vision Studios, basic and also known as my bedroom. <laughs> my house. So this is going to be the last episode of the si- of the series. 30th episode, and then once it's t- time for school, we'll start coming out every Sunday. I repeat, Louis Vision Radio will start coming out every Sunday. So, have you'll have something to look for- forward to every Sunday. Yay! Hip hooray! I know! So fun, so dancey, so fun! Yay! Yay, yay, yay! It'll be very good, it will be very good, it'll be very good! Oh yeah! So! Anyway, I thought. This is the last episode. We've got to make it a good one. Right, so, like, I think I should talk a little bit about podcasting yourself. So, if you put holding your phone up to your ear like you want to talk, make sure it's not too close or your puzz and buzz go weird. Look, if I move it down now, my... I'm... I'm going to move it down now, and, it, and my so when I say put and but, it's going to sound weird. Yeah, I'm just going to try again. Put, but, put, but, put, but, So it might go a little bit weird, so that's why you've got to move, move it up for the best sounding quality. blowing air out which goes into the microphone and it will sound like this and it will sound just like that very weird so you don't want to do that so also so that's a good way to make it quality. Another good thing is to make a trailer so so people can get interested in your podcast. Like they might just come across your podcast but think, "No, nah, I don't think I want to look at that one. It doesn't look like like it's for me." They might say that. So well, that's why it's good to make a trailer like I have so people can really get interested in in your podcast another thing you need to do is plan it so that's what I'm going to start doing in season 2 you need to write a script you need to get all my, your sound effects lined up you've got to make sure it's as perfect your episode is as perfect as it can can be because if you don't make it perfect you'll get less listeners 
which is which is not what we want, do we? This also stops you from getting distracted with any of your toys because you won't have two hands, like for like for example a kaleidoscope. That's because I said said that because there's just one on my desk, on my desk here. It's a bug eye one. See the world through the eyes of a fly. Here's an interesting fact. Flies, they actually see in tiny little squares. Their brains are so clever, they can actually figure out, figure out what they're looking at. Like, it's very tricky to read stuff. Like, if I get my book, if I get my new book here, Hamish and the Never People, I say, Hamish. Ah, uh, I got stuck. That's how tricky it is. Mm, yes. And anyway, why? Why don't we get on with the show now? So. Basically, what we're going to do here, what are we going to do? Well, I've got that sorted out already. Here's our schedule for the day. So, first, we're going to start off with Hamish and the Gravity Burp. Then, one chapter of that. And then, we're going to have a Louis Town adventure. After that, we're going to hear about some amazing records and a hamster that snowboards after that what are we gonna do well i'm going to well wizard Louie me is going to mix them all up in his potion Mix all the those of all of those activities up in his potion. Then, so so we can see. And I'm going to put the bones down now, so I can open the book. So, so it I might sound a little bit quieter. So there we are. So starting. Where were we? Ah, yes, chapter four. No one sees that coming. Coming. Hamish Ellaby, as you know, as you know, is a boy of action. When action is taken, Hamish will take it. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. But sometimes he likes to make neat lists first. The sign did. There were three things to make very press, very pressing things to deal with. One, clean up starkly. Two, prepare in case of another gravity book. And three, 
work out why all of this is happening. Gulhinda Swag had left the town in quite a hurry, shouting at Bellywin and picking seeds out of her ears and, fl- and flicking them at cats. So Hamish would worry about Gulhinda and his, the public office of pride which he agreed with Mr. Longley, which should be called Poop, later. What what was far so more worrying about the seeds what, was what were they? Why had they been dropped right on Starkley? And what, and what would happen when they grew? I mean, let's look on the bright side. Maybe they could be melon seeds. Everyone loves melons. But but even so, you don't want a whole cow town covered in billions of melons, do you? You want you don't want it to become melon town. You don't want everyone calling you the old me- melon face. The melon lover who lives in Melon Town. Do you, the old melon face from the Melon Town, town that's all just melons. Ooh, they just—they love melons. Yeah, they really do. How would you get anything done? You'd be eating melon for breakfast, lunch, and tea. You'd have to drink lemon juice all day long. You'd have to sleep in the spare room full of melons and sleep in a big melon bed among big melon pips. Sooner or later you'd go mad because all you'd ever talk about uh, would be melons and all your friends would be melons. But I've got sidetracks because all all of these that is supposing seeds were tasty melons, what if they were something else? entirely what if these seeds were enormous huge great stink trees trees big dark and huge that suddenly you found yourself living in a massive dark stinky forest and grew underneath and they grew underneath your house till one day you wake up and you were the very top Top of one of those enormous, huge, great trees with a clothes be- peg on your nose. Block out the f- smell. Okay, you get a zip wire to school and that would be fun. But how on earth would you get back up every night? What if they turned into sharp, spice, spiky cactuses? The sick whole town became a safe and healthy risk. And you couldn't even leave your house without getting prodded and poked and grazed and scratched by awful spiky needles. Needles over there, needles in your hair, needles in your shoes, needles in your poos. You'd have to wear a bubble wrap suit or roll covered around a hamster ball. So you didn't end up covered in plasters. 
None of this sounds ideal, does it? No, the seeds had to go. Whatever they were... Whatever they were... What if this is some kind of motorised civil peculiar fan capable of form particularly to attach the seeds to a sort of basic attach containment use containment units said Elliot scratching her head and starting to work on possible designs on his pad. You mean like a vacuum cleaner? Is Clover said, said a confused Clover trying to get her head round it. Elliot thought about it and stopped sketching. Yes, he said. Okay, said Madam Couscous, slipping on sliding on the skip seeds. The th- things have been much more dangerous now that whole place was covered in the things. Then Madame Couscous realised she could actually use her to use her and then Madame Couscous realised she could actually use them to move around much quicker by paddling her her big stick like an oar and just punching herself around, pushing and sliding on seeds as they rolled. Operation de-seeding, she yelled, gliding past Hamish, looking like one of those golanders you see on boats in Ranais. Positions, please! Any who, anyone who owned a vacuum cleaner was, was not... Now feeding extension lead after lead pulling out. Activate your lead machine, shouted Mr Longblader, taking charge. Hamish and his pals looked as a dozen vacuums of different shapes and sizes roared into life. The high-pitched thrum of hoovering filled the air. Sounded like sports cars at the start of a big race. Go! yelled Mr. Longbladder, and the seeds began to rattle and clatter up the vacuum cleaner pipes, bounced around inside. Don't miss any of them! yelled Madame Couscous, who had got the hang of walking on seeds, sea of seeds now. She had her hands behind her back and now looked like she was ice skating along the pavement. Of course, it was impossible not to miss some of the seeds. Have you tried, ever tried to clean up a bazillion tiny seeds? Buster stumbled round as the seeds rolled and skidded were generally impossible to control. Clover accidentally knocked from, some into the sewers through a drain cover. Bank slipped and kicked some into flat floor bustlebundus fowler turnips. Other seeds were nestled high up in chimneys or ha- hang baskets. What happens if we miss some? asked Alice, using a trowel to scoop up a great pile of seeds and place them in a Tupperware box. Then I suppose we'll soon know about it, says Hamish, looking concerned. 
It seemed impossible ta an impossible task, but everyone agreed the important thing was just to try their best. Soon the paths were clear, the grass had been hoovered, and everybody had checked everyone else's hair the way monkeys look for nets. Slack, Mr Slackjaw had filled up a whole lorry with the seeds and decided the best thing to do was to pop them in the sea. They were biodegradable after all, and the fish might get a tasty treat. Stage two, yelled Maddie Couscous, who was now about acting a bit like a military director. Now we protect Starkly against another gravity bark. What was going on with her? She had a hammer in one hand and nails in the other. Everyone was a little worried she was going to nail their shoes to the ground. Hamish said Dad very seriously. You and your friends come with me. It's time I explain something. Ooh. This is interesting. I wonder what's gonna happen next. That was one whole chapter, which means we're moving on to Louie Town Adventures. As our schedule said. So, let's see. We are going to do the Lazy Louie. You're saying that Nasha managed to clear the shop of sausaging, even stopping to take a selfie during his rampage, says the newswoman on television. He ain't nothing but a hound dog, says, said Butch Butcher. Nasha is so cool. I wish I had an awesome pet to get into scrapes with. I said, Chester won't even leave the couch. I mean, Texas, oh, I'm getting so muddled up. <sighs> they say, Come on, Texas, it's time you joined some of my minxing. <coughs> say, Pulling her off the sofa. So, what, what can a couple of two-ways do on a day like today? I say, ah, perfect. Look at that, Chester. Meow. I say, meow, said Chester. Look, outside the fishmonger. I bet you can't wait to get all stuck in all those tasty Fish, eh, Chester? Go on, get em. Sheesh. Come on, Chester. You're cramping my sty. Meow. Says Chester. I think this calls for more extreme measures. If you want... So, if you want something done, do it yourself. Watch a professional at work. Ch Ch Chester, I say. Meow, says Chester. He's going back in the shop. 
Now's my chance. Watch and learn, I say. Do, 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 do. Hee hee. Here we go, I say. In the big cat costume. Wah! I say. Says the fishmonger. You go, you bad cat. Says the fishmonger. Hang on. I can't get this head off. And I say. Shoo, you horrible cat, says the fishmonger. That's exactly what a real cat would say. I give over, I'm not a real cat. Wow, I say. Meow, says Chester, picking up all the fish. Later, so the fish, freakishly large human cat remains at large, says the te television centre. Meow, chomp. <laughs> Don't worry, I was fine. <laughs> now, it's time for the numbskulls. Everyone has them. Look now, there's a lot going on in my head. I'm becoming the world's greatest skateboarder. Whish! Not. In the eye department, <laughs> the, the eye school says, Whoa, I'm receiving a huge cry signal. Better turn the water works on. What are you doing? Step away from the cry switch, si si says Grainy. No way. Ed, Louis hurt and he's a bit emotional. No, he isn't. All emotions are safely locked up in the cupboard. And Ed is tough and cool and doesn't cry, says Brainy. It's healthy to show your emotions. I'll show you mine. Here's my anger, says the iron numbskull. Put, punching him. Punching Brainy out of the way. Sorry, did I hear that? I'm in charge and I say um, showing emotion is for losers, says Brainy. Doing a perfect landing, 10 out of 10. The, the eyes are my department. It's bad to bottle everything up, he says. Ed will act like he's bothered. He isn't bothered, says Brainy. If you don't, if you don't let emotions out, they only get worse. What's that sound, says Brainy? If you let the pressure build, says the eye numbskull. Now Ed's crying on the inside. Help! I'm not a very good swimmer! Boo hoo! Stop crying! You're making it deeper, says the eye numbskull. No, it's bad to hold in your emotions. I'm surprised at you, says Granny. Grr, says the numbskull from the eye department. <laughs> Those were two. Good stories, weren't they? Now, let's see. Well, now we have some amazing world records to have a look at. So, we've got to get... Here, I'm just 
here giant toy box right so let's start off with what used to be everyone's favorite toy it used to have a craze but then the craze stopped for some reason yep that's right fidget spinner so it the one the record is largest spinning fidget spinner it says Giovanni Catlo Italian created a 70 centimeter long 2 feet 5 inches fidget spinner as confirmed in Rosano Milan Italy Italy on 12th of November 2018 the toy has been around since the 1990s when inspectably experienced a huge surge of popularity since 2018 ooh yes sounds like very big now shall we do the largest lego brick ferris wheel thomas carispas um some somewhere assembled a ferris wheel with a diameter of 3.8 meters 11 feet 1 inch from Lego bricks as ratified as ratified on 22nd October 2017 in Urech, Netherlands it was it was 3.64 meters with four with 43 cars thomas needed some 200 needed some 200 hours and 30 37,000 plastic bricks to design and construct it ooh that's interesting now so we do the largest Rubik's Cube. So the last one. Telespark Science Museum Canada has produced an outsized version of the classic puzzle with each face which spans 2.82 metres is confirmed with, as confirmed in Calgary, Alberta to Canada on the 24th of September 2018. It took staff set eight weeks to create the colossal cube which was then made for visitors to solve. Ooh, some go good records there. Now it's time for the snowboarding so we've got where's animals in here um animals 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 i ah, s yes, 58
snowboarding opossum being such a celebrity at the Liberty Mountain Resort in Pennsylvania that he even has his own lift pass wearing his favourite green sweater he, he regularly takes to the slope top of specimenly floats snowboard which he steers with the help of his tail OMG that was so, so cute. Now, um, I just want to say that it's time for the mix-up. Well, we've had animals, giant toys, uh, and stories. Ooh. So... Let's see, what can I create? Well, we've got an animal, an animal, an animal. Hmm. Let's see. So, witchy woo gets a gold one. Now, pour in animal juice and a bit and add a bit of pages with some hot water oh and also some ginormous toys so what we're going to do now has to be giant has to be animalish and it has to be storyish well the witch well the cold has came out with its story. It's called um mm, it's called what called Gi the giant cat. Yes, you noticed it's you that's what it came out with. So we've got stories, because it is a story. We've got an animal, and it's giant. It's one of our giant toys records. So, there we go. Let's have a read. There, there was a legend in this, in Louis Town that every time a cat was fed milk in a Saucer, if it meowed in the night, it would grow ginormous and become a giant. Mm. Of course, nobody believed that. So, so but the government kept saying the truth. 
So, to prove it wasn't true, one night, the brave, what, the brave person called Sam did that. He fed his cat, cat milk in a saucer and then made, made it meow that night. The next day, he had a ginormous kitten standing on his bed. But that wasn't it. Smashed its way out the window and, and it set. But the worst part is it started to grow and grow and grow. Ginormous. It began smashing houses with every step it took. And it, and it was very scary. It, it meowed, which was a really big pitch. But the government, the government said, we told you. But luckily, luckily, they knew how to stop it. It would, they had to feed the cat more milk. With the same, they, they had to feed the cat a ginormous one of saucer of milk, and th and then what get make it meow in the night to res reverse it and m make it. And to make it go back to its normal size. So that's what he did. He bought 50, 100 bottles of milk from the supermarket and put together loads of plastic to make a giant saucer. And then he poured all of that, all of his 100 bottles bottles of he poured 99 bottles of milk in a half he needed he didn't pour all of them in he needed a bit for his breakfast into the saucer and the night and then when it was night time he he used a megaphone to make it start meowing the cat then shrunk to its original size that the cat then walked in and just as it did, shrunk back to its original size. We now all know not to disbelieve any legends and is never distract and never distract them in the night the night again after they've had a source of milk. The end What a great story. Unfortunately, I can't keep it. I've got to put it back into the potion. So if we ever make it again, I feel the story will still be there. There we are. And then... Jubilee! And... Oh, it's all disappeared. Now, I hope you enjoyed that. My last, my last episode of Louis Vision 
for quite a long time. See ya soon and hopefully you'll have fun. Join us every Sunday after this one to have more fun just like this. See you again soon. Goodbye. Everybody say goodbye for a very long time. Goodbye for a very long time.